Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, fair enough. Yes, good start. <laughs> Do we have the answers for what's happening in the world right now? No. Do we have anything serious or anything to help you through these times that's going to mean anything in the long term? No. Can we talk about resting bollocks for an hour and 30, 40 minutes and hopefully no. help you through these times? <laughs> no. <laughs> Here's some British obscure television from the 1990s, some yes. food, some music, and a little bit of wrestling. <laughs> yes, that is what you're going to get from us. So hopefully that helps you through whatever's going on in your lives, and we wish you all the best. And, of course, during these bad times, we have the best team possible to help you. Is of course, Ross on Wrestling, now with fully functioning eyes. I don't know. I think it's coming back. Oh. Conjunctivitis electric boogaloo. It's coming back in this left in the right oh, eye this time. No. It was left eye last week. I don't know if it's a reoccurring thing, or I might be dying. Who knows? Oh. Eye gunk to judgment day. <laughs> Jack the Jobber is here. He doesn't have eye gunk. He just has endless enthusiasm for wrestling products. Hell yeah. Love it. Love the wrestling. And Matthew is here with his increasingly worse looking hair. And we are going I to enjoyed, talk about... I enjoyed Botchamania. I watched it just uh, last night. Oh, thank you. That's all right, mate. Yeah. Yes, we're going to give you two cheeky plugs and pats on the back for an hour and 45 minutes. Hope you can join us for it. <sighs> Now let's stick on with the news. Oh, it's good, isn't it? Uh, we'll start off in chronological order. Nigel McGuinness furloughed. Yeah. And that's all we've got so far. That's well, it. he was... Was he not commentating on NXT UK now? He was, yes. Well, if there's no NXT UK, then... <sighs> yeah. I it's a shame, a clip show the last few months. Mm, um, that's a shame. I hope they bring him back afterwards, because he very, he's very good. I'm just going to plug my laptop in one sec. Oh. Oh, he's plugging my videos, he's plugging his laptop. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's happening, move on. Corner uh, to PWIinsider.com, Ric Flair and WWE have come to terms on the issues involving the man moniker. Flair had used the name for decades in wrestling, but no one had ever trademarked it. When Lynch began using the name, Flair applied for the trademark, setting up an issue with WWE. Flair has since agreed to sell the trademarks to WWE, which may have been part of Flair signing a new contract with the company earlier this month. Any thoughts there, Ross? Dirtiest player in the game. If you hadn't trademarked it forever and then just went, oh, they're using it now, I'll do it now. Ah, it's Becky Lynch's now, isn't it? Move on. I don't know. It's a nickname, isn't it? Aye. And I look forward to styling and profiling Becky Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> WWE has banned the buckle bomb and Sting was said to be relieved and so he made friends with the buckles which then immediately turned on him <laughs> <laughs> any thoughts there Jack? 
Um, it's because of Nia Jax, isn't it? That one against Kyrie Sane. But there has been some injury, like obviously the Sting one. I think it was the move that uh, injured Bala into the crowd barrier, though not into the buckles in that first ever Universal Title match again against Rollins. Um, I think it was Mark Henry was saying that it's it gets really dangerous when people start trying to take it on the second or bottom turnbuckle because even if you get it right, your back's not meant to be compressed that way. So it's just apparently yeah, it is a dangerous move. So. Uh, Rob Gronkowski no longer under WWE contract earth shattering news here (laughs) I know you're good at there Ross I'll start with you somehow fight through the tears Uh, uh, yeah no great loss for me Uh, I I couldn't stand him to be honest with you on the wrestling (laughs) but it's just funny how you know they've they've presumably bent over backwards to get this sort of he had retired from the NFL was or something like that. Yeah, I don't know what the ins and outs of that were. Jack, do you know? You wear NFL clothing. I feel like he might have been thinking about retiring. He was out of contract and then he got signed by a new team. So he's gone. Oh, so he didn't actually fully retire? I'm not certain. Oh, bloody hell. I was thinking he'd retired. WWE swooped in and he went, oh no, I'm going back now. I don't know what's happened there, but it's. I, I don't know what to make of it. I'm not going to miss him. I didn't like him on the wrestling. He's good at the football. More power to him. That's my take. Hi, <laughs> right, well said, Ross. <laughs> and German prisoner identified in relations to Madeleine McCann's no, disappearance. Why, why, you, well, why have you included why this have in the news? Here? Why have you done this? I can't this? believe it. All the why? unresolved mysteries are getting solved these last two years. It's been amazing. Oh, my God. Why is oh. he done that? <laughs> she's, she's a, Madeline's assumed dead, though. That's the breaking news just before the podcast started today yeah, by the German yeah. authorities. So, how's that tied into wrestling, Matthew? Well, there's not been much else, to be honest with you. Uh, Oh, yeah, there we go. The WWE has announced there is a free section of the network, uh, apparently to help us during these times. Uh, I say help. Raw Talk, starring Seth Rollins on a microphone, was one of the free bits to watch, so I don't know. I'm getting mixed signals there. Is Um, that any good? You tell me. Um, (laughs) Apparently, this is the, the skies hide the fact that they have removed... The, if you sign up to WWE Network, then you get a free month's subscription. They no longer do that now. It's what my sources tell me, but what do you think, Ross? Shaking your head. I'm just, yeah, that was breaking news. I saw Fightful tweets before we came on the air there about the, the free month oh. being scrapped for the first time. To be fair, if you're not going to pay, it seemed like a pretty good deal. I know that not obviously not everything's there, but you had all these you know, ride-along and all those hit shows. They're on the free tier. And it was like 15,000 hours of pay-per-view. I, I don't know. It seemed like for Costin now it was it was a fairly good deal because I, I enjoy ride-along. Randy Orton enjoys ride-along. We, we learned on this does. week's roll, uh, <laughs> which I didn't expect to hear, but I, it, it seems like a, a pretty decent deal for, for Costin now. Yeah, so 15,000 hours. So three WrestleManias. <laughs> and and it's, uh, I'm actually sad now because I'd usually write these in an order where there's like serious, serious, sad, serious, whatever. Uh, because there's been so much happening this week, i actually forgotten about this. So I'm going to stick on the end here very unreclimatically. Um, sadly, the passing of Danny Havoc, CGW legend. Uh, interesting person, very deadpan, hell of an artist, uh, passed away this week. And I won't mean a lot to a lot of people, I know, but I can't stress enough for the people that were CCW fans in the late 2000s, not many of them, I know, who would go, God, this card looks bad. He's crap, he's crap. 
but I'm going just because Danny Havoc's booked. He was that charismatic. He, he could sell coal to the Geordies, as they say. So uh, <laughs> he will be missed. Any thoughts, Jack? I think you're more an indie dude than Ross. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I don't know anything really about about him. But there's been a lot of people coming out saying <clears throat> what a great guy he was. And um, I think it was Moxley. As you mentioned, you said he was a great artist. Moxley said that he designed um, the first jacket he wore or something in AW. He designed something recently. For he did Moxley. logos, didn't he? I think he did his logos. first. The one with uh, the was it with the grenade thing? I think he did. For right. Moxley. Yeah. Yeah. Aye. Right, so mm. I'll go answers there to him. And also, someone from the Forgotten Sons tweeted something. Uh, that is the news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. And now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, the Hall of Fame. And in condescending order from last week, Postman Pat from Afterlife, 11%. Who knows what will have happened? He put the proper postman pat in. Oh, well, maybe that'll be this week's. Simon Diamond's ECW theme. I had lots of cool messages about this because it's like, yeah, Drain, S-T-H, you it's pronounced. 14%. But and I'm very happy this was the winner, not just because it was my pick, but just because in general, Mental Health, the video game that all the cool kids are talking about, 76%. Fantastic. Good. Keep on playing it. So I'm very happy with that, and I'll continue on my ways. First, positivity. Twitter has been absolutely terrible. No, even more so than usual, I know. But I have to recommend the one Twitter account, The Lighthouse in the Fog of Pooh. That is what move will Mongo do next? <laughs> the Twitter account dedicated purely to video clips and gifs of Steve Mongo McMichael. And for those who are watching this going, who is that? What is that? Steve Mongo McMichael was a former NFL dude. You know, I think that Rob Gronkowski now does. And for some reason, he came into WCW. They had that NFL versus NFL thing with uh, Kevin Green, I want to say. I don't know if about football. And for some reason, he stuck around at WCW, became a proper wrestler. All right, fine. Became a commentator as well. Wasn't too great at both, but he just stuck around. And he wasn't very good, but there's just something about him. He's one of those <laughs> characters that had all of his stats in the charisma section. Not in talent or ability. There was just something about him. He's such an enjoyably bad wrestler and commentator to listen to. So, go if you don't believe me, go watch some of his stuff on there. Oh, some classics. So, Steve it's Mongo like, McMichael, the Twitter it, account. Any it's, like some, it's like someone's pressing all the buttons at once. It's really good. Here's a kid in a sweet shop, literally. Haven't eaten all of the sweets, then wrestling. <laughs> Fantastic. Hi. A kid's first can of Coke, Steve Mungo McMichael. <laughs> and also, to add, the funniest thing about it is wrestlers have done lots of shooting interviews and thoughts about every wrestler that they've wrestled that they don't like. No wrestler has anything negative to say about Steve Mungo McMichael. It's amazing. Ric Flair put him over. Uh, apparently, uh, Lance Storm said something. Yeah, it was Lance who uh, was like, yeah, this account's brilliant, obviously, but... Didn't he enjoy the effort Steve Monger would put into his matches and whatnot? He must have just been a very nice man. Yeah. yeah. By all accounts, a very nice man. So I can't think of a better way of celebrating his legacy by taking the piss out of his wrestling. And we'll go next with... Oh, let's go with Jack. I've got a serious one and a, a silly one, depending on the, the mood of... I couldn't judge because the past few weeks I've gone for silly ones and there's been serious ones involved and I felt like, I felt like a bit of an arse. So I'll... 
I guess I'll do my silly one, but I'll mention what my serious one would have been. It would have been Ron Simmons. I thought it was quite appropriate to shout him out this week, given all of the Black Lives Matter stuff and the fact that he was a really historic... Um, was he the first world, the first African-American world champion in WCW. wrestling history? I think yeah. the one that mattered. Bo, uh, was it Bobo Brazil have one? I got told, I read in World of Wrestling years ago, that he had one beforehand, but Bobo apparently Brazil, don't count it. It's but, disputed, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. one of these disputes, like, uh, he would it, but they didn't count and blah. But so, yeah, Ron Simmons is... But, um, yes, I shouldn't have said anything, sorry. No, no, it's, you cleared it up a little bit. Um, but um, my silly one is a tweet from, like, a month ago now, but I've only just realised how brilliant it is, from Xavier Woods. Did you see... You know how him, Cesaro, Adam Cole, and Tyler Breeze are playing Uno on Twitch? And it gets really intense. They're playing Uno on Twitch, and it gets really intense, right? They take it very seriously. But to plug their Uno series, Xavier Woods did a tweet of them all lip-syncing to the song Where the Party Are, featuring Nelly. Not sure who it's actually by. Sounds like Usher, but it's not Usher. Um, it's the funniest thing. I'll, I'll retweet it um, when this podcast goes out so people can see it. It's so good. Adam Cole is so funny, just like really smarmily singing along to this song. So you won't get it until you've watched it, but I'll retweet it when this goes out. Mine is uh, Xavier Woods and Co's lip sync to Where the Party At. It's so, you've just got to take my word for it this time. It's so good. Oh, that's where you're going for the serious choice this week. <laughs> that's fine. Good, good pick. And Ross, what have you got? Uh, mine comes from this week's NXT, and it's simply Kyle O'Reilly's fashion sense. Have we seen the, the segment where Adam Cole, they're all sat around the table having dinner, and then they're all just dressed up all fancy, and Kyle O'Reilly's got a sassy little, I think it's a trilby. I'm not too sure on my hats, my different type of hats. Jack might know better. He wears more hats than I do. Uh, but yeah, Kyle O'Reilly's sassy little hat and his sassy little outfit. Fantastic. I just like Kyle O'Reilly, so I'm going to go for his fashion sense. Oh, Can't argue lovely. with that. Well, that is a licorice all sorts of a Hall of Fame selection for you this week. And if you'd like to vote for any of those fantastic picks, pick Mongo, pick Mongo, pick Mongo. <laughs> you can, of course, go to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic and pick either Mongo, Mongo, Mongo. Uh, part, I almost said party all the time then. That's not the song, is it? It's Where the party at? Where the can party you believe, at? Can you believe Eddie Murphy sings that? Right? Unbelievable. What, a, what, what an amazing song. It's not a very good and, song. It's not, oh, it's amazing. It's not, no, it's not good. It's a great chorus. It's, catchy it's all chorus. Great, catchy. Isn't it all chorus? Um, there's bits around the chorus. Is there? The intro, okay, the outro. <laughs> uh, what was the pick? And then Kyle O'Reilly's fashion sense. Not Kyle O'Reilly, just his fashion sense. So those are three amazing picks. Patreon.com for slash cultaholic. Mongo. Can I ask you before we end this segment? Of course you, know, you can. That little bit you use in Botchamania, the here comes Mongo, what's that from? Oh, really? Uh, Blazing Saddles. Oh, is it? I've never seen Blazing Saddles, right? Okay. you never seen Blazing Saddles? No, I'm not. Oh, I'm not big well, on my during lockdown, uh, go look for it. Go find okay. it. Go watch it. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Fair so enough. the bit where Mongo, there's the carway Mongo, and this amazing intro, because everyone, he just spends the time on his giant horse going through town. Everyone stops at the door and goes, Mongo! And the, <laughs> so this guy's talking about, uh, think of it, gentlemen, foot and mouth disease, a thing of the past, and the, the, the married... Uh, was he the mayor? I forgot what night. It just goes, never mind that. <laughs> Here comes Mongo. And he comes in with art. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Fair enough. Just talk about Blazing Souls the rest of the podcast. 
This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ah, ah this week in wrestling. Look at Jack's notes. And SmackDown is how we start. Good. Be cheery, Matthew. It was uh, fantastic hey, hey, last week. Hey, it was great. Hey, it, was it was a great right. wrestling show. It, it was, was a great right. wrestling show. <laughs> better than Raw. By a mile. Jeff Hardy appears to have crashed into Elias while drink that driving. That bit wasn't good. That, that bit wasn't... Let's just... This is a bit <laughs> Jack and Ross put good. over so much. Seconds ago, he's taken away and Sheamus wins a battle royal to determine Daniel Bryan's new opponent. Right. It, it got paid off, though, thankfully. Initially, you're thinking, oh, God, why are they going down this road, especially with Jeff Hardy? Never, you know, when real issues are brought into storylines, it never, it's never, we, we think back to Hawk and Scott Hall from the 90s and whatnot. It's never fair on the people that they do it to, but then they paid it off at the end. Jeff Hardy's an innocent man. Somebody framed him. You now want to see Jeff Hardy harm the bastard who framed him. I thought it was very good in the end when you let it play out. I know it's hard to do that sometimes, but yeah, it paid off in the end. Yeah, well said, Ross. Any thoughts there, Jack? No, I think I agree, but I was the same as Ross, though. When it first started, I was like, oh, no, where where's this going? CM Punk and Booker T were not fans of it on um, backstage. Uh, I think one of them suggested, I think it was Booker maybe, suggested that they shouldn't have done it even if Jeff said, I'm totally fine with it, said they can be too hard on people sometimes, which is an interesting way of looking at it. CM Punk's still on backstage. He was back on it. He was changing the culture. I think I saw a lot of people being very negative because the instinct of seeing, wow, that's not only somebody's real life stuff happened in real life, uh, happening on TV, but they've also got a bunch of policemen showing up on TV. No one's wanting to see that right now. Yeah. And I said, but it's clearly fantasy because they showed up and they says, well... Let's have a smell of you. Wow, you smell just like the booze that was in your car. Guilty. I'm like, well, this is clearly not how this works. So, uh, I'm guessing are. what's what's happened there is as a heel attacked him and thrown like thrown him in the bushes and poured drink over it. He opened up the keg. Put him I in. reckon that the hacker will reveal all. On oh, SmackDown. yes. I forgot yeah, about We're going to get like a really bad scene where there's Seamus by himself getting ready. Ha ha. Now to put all of this <laughs> over Jeff Hardy and then frame him for that drink driving. <laughs> I felt bad for Seamus by the end of this because he wants to be the first ever like ultimate Grand Slam whatever. And he that dream has been postponed. He wants to be a breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss have an intense match, which Sasha wins after distraction from Bailey. Doing the chicken duck, doing the Kevin Nolan. Five one. <laughs> I have no notes on this. Was it good? It was. I, it Sasha, was, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Good to hear. Positivity. Uh, Mandy and Otis do fast times at Ridgemont High and kiss lots. Oh. <laughs> God, that's an old, old reference. Credit oh, to the God. pair of them for going balls deep on what they were asked to do. That necking on, Matthew. <laughs> that was the wrong choice of words, I know. <laughs> they gave it their all, so they did. And my, the kissing was gruesome. Fantastic. Gruesome. <laughs> Great sign. Balls deep at Richmond High. I've seen that film. Uh, Daniel Bryan beats Seamus after Jeff Hardy returns from jail uh, to distract him. And he says, no, that was a different smell of booze. And they let him out. 
Uh, Jeff attacks Sheamus after match to close the show and make it go, it's all right, guys. It's all right. Wrestling's not real. Um, and let's see what other notes I have. Oh, also, Matt Riddle is hyped. Mm. And Kurt Angle That's gives us... Some news we missed off, sorry. Kurt it is. Angle. I was leaving it for this bit because it's Oh, you're relevant. professional. Ah, what do you like, eh? <laughs> Pointing out my head means I'm clever. And because uh, he lost to Timothy Thatcher, Ken Angle said that he was asked to be Thatcher's, no, sorry, Riddle's manager. And he said, no, nah, it just didn't work out or whatever. I don't think Matt Riddle needs a manager at this point. But I like to think it was like the, Mr. T in the A-team that he went, I don't want to go to SmackDown. So they had to have Timothy Thatcher choke him out, and then he woke up. He was like, "Oh no, the performance center." <laughs> that some works. Filmed the same place. Never mind. Uh, Monday Night Raw, Alistair Black beat Seth Rollins. What? Where and then that? the show ended. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. So apparently that was it. Apparently I scrolled down too far. That's all you need to see. The rest of it was crap. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, nothing positivity. <laughs> I was going to say I thought there were some good matches, but the booking was bad. Largely. Yeah, yeah. Ben I mean, was... any any show that has the sentence later, Dominic Mysterio threatens Seth over Skype. No, I'm buzzing <laughs> for that. I'm really excited. I'm really happy. Hey, hype for the big Dom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't Google that. Uh, no. Apollo's push continues as he has a good US title match against Kevin Owens, but it's interrupted by Andrade and Gaza who make it a tag match. Longism yeah. forever. And Apollo gets a pinfall there. So at least he's still looking good. Uh, R-Truth wins the 24-7 title from Gronk in his back garden. So Gronk <laughs> doesn't get to, you know, put it in a bin on NFL on Fox. And call himself, well, uh, I was going nowhere. Meanwhile, the Street Profits and Viking Raiders go bowling. And it's wank. Yes, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I didn't write I that, really but I would it. have written it if I had. I really hated this. I think it was the worst one they've done so far. I didn't get a lot of the jokes. What's going on? It was like surreal. It was almost like I didn't get it. It was surrealist comedy that I just was too old for. I didn't understand. There was so much to get. Well, what's with the... Right. Go on. So the concept of it, right? I thought, you know, when they go, we want the smoke and the guy, the the reception person, there's all light, they press a button, there's all like lights and music. The Street Profits start to win. I'm thinking... Brilliant. It's like that scene. It's like that Fresh Prince episode when Uncle Phil hustles the the pool sharks. It's just like iconic. I was like, great. But they weren't hustling them because the Viking Raiders got worse as well. And the Street Profits got better for no reason. And why did Ivar have a bowling ball on his stomach painted on? And... And why is Ivar Otis now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Also, yeah, food. <laughs> turkey legs. And I was like, what? Frozen. That's frozen turkey legs. Oh, I could eat this right now. <laughs> He's just Otis. I don't understand. Me Viking, girl. <laughs> what the hell? But also, but also uh, they love bowling. Oh, that's also a thing. Not to say that we were brilliant or anything, but in WCPW, it's dead easy to book War Machine. We just put them in loads of no DQ matches and had them win. It's just like the Road Warrior. We just booked them like that. We didn't put them in bowling shirts. I don't, they would have they would have battered us backstage if we'd said, lads, pop these pop these bowling shirts on. Now, do you not remember when the Young Bucks beat them to uh, get the titles off them when he, he got a slab of meat? Meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ran in the crowd and ate three kids. It's awesome. Uh, da, da, da. Nia Jax 
Mop. Oh, I don't remember this. Mocks the Japanese accent. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even Chelsea Green, a heel, was like, eh? What you hear? Someone should pay attention line. to the show now. I didn't even hear this. Uh, and beats Kyrie Sane in controversial circumstances. This is the match where Kyrie Sane got hurt badly. And they edited so much that you couldn't even tell, to be honest with you. <laughs> and later, she interrupts Asuka's match with Charlotte. Yes, don't worry, Charlotte was on the show. And it ends in a countout. The quickest countout in wrestling history. One, ten. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to the match because Nia Jax and Asuka had a really good match at uh, Elimination Chamber one year because he just did Vader Sting. Um, but yeah, build's not been amazing, but I live in hope. Lana clashes with MVP backstage and later comes out for his main event match with Drew McIntyre. She does nothing and Drew wins. Uh, so probably build further next week and then Lashley beat up Drew some more Much one of, being one of the more positive things on the show is Lashley's build or he use that bit of self-confidence yeah I, or not I didn't like it I was like they made a huge deal about Lana coming out and then she did no she did nothing yeah I hate her no I don't hate her that's a gimmick I know well yeah <laughs> A.E. Dub. Yay! Time to be happy and get the money from Tony Khan. Uh, Page and Omega defend the tag titles successfully against, it says here, Kip and Jim, the England twins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I missed that gimmick change. The champs will face best friends at Fighter Fest. This was a good match. I like seeing Aman Page do his thing because he's not been on the show for a long, long time. And yeah, any thoughts there, Ross? Oh, they broke their own precedence that they set with the referee coming out from backstage. Now, I did not like that, Matthew. I did not like that one bit. You do it for all the matches or you don't do it for any because then you're asking, why is it not, ask, why is it not happening for some matches? That was my only pet peeve with that one. It was a nice match, though. <laughs> well, that's easily explained. Uh, there was no Mike Tyson at ringside, so the referee couldn't come out and go, yeah, no, that guy interfered. Also, Mike Tyson got a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack? Um, Jimmy Havoc tried to murder Hangman Page with a hacksaw. With a hacksaw, yeah. Oh. In full view of the referee. <laughs> it's a title match, Jimmy. Come on. You wanted to win. Well, yeah. <laughs> Brian Cage beats a jobber in brackets Sean Dean. And Taz calls out Moxley. And here comes Moxley, and he's not afraid. Later, Jericho calls out Tyson, and the baddest man on the planet, as we called out. So out came. Orange Cassidy. Yeah. <laughs> who obeys the inner circle and runs to safety. Good times. Nala Rose beats Big Swole. Oh, I love this. She is taunted by Britt Baker from her <laughs> flatbed truck platform in the crowd. I couldn't quite figure out. I put chariot in my notes, but I put flatbed. <laughs> flatbed truck platform and had to move out of the way for Rikishi falling on her. And yeah, so Nyla, uh, sorry, Big Swole's getting interviewed. That ringside after the match. It's like, yeah, I think this, I think that. And all you could hear was Brick going, meh, 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 meh. And then she stole, stole to the close. She knocked the guardrails closer. And then she went, oh, yeah, do you want something? She went, oh, no, go back, go back. And then she reversed. Oh, I loved it. I thought Reba, her assistant slash driver, reversed so hard that I thought that Brit was going to, like, fly off the edge of the thing in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be like this for a few months at least, but she's entertaining and charismatic enough to get away with just being this. How quickly did she become charismatic? It was yeah, just right. like... It was the heel turn, wasn't it? And then overnight yeah. she was 
Because I didn't get her as a baby face at all. She didn't she didn't out like for me at all. But now as a heel, she's very much like Jericho. Jericho must be working with her. Yeah, she's so good. Big deal on wheels. I love yeah. the I love the the training package as well. Her physiotherapy like slow motion yeah. montage where Tony's like, "Come on, you can do it." It was so good. <laughs> FTR have a sit-down interview with Tony and play down the importance of a dream match with the books. They just want to beat them and prove they're the best tag team in the world. They're not bothered about the match quality. Then the Butcher and the Blade try to attack them, but are held back by extras who emerge from God knows where. <laughs> and also they clear up that the what does FTR stands for? Well, it stands for a multitude of things, like for the revolution and fear the rules which kind of contradict each other, I guess, if you do them at the same or time. Or follow the rules, I think, at one point, one of them said yeah. as well. I was follow, like, oh. follow the rules and for the revolution. It's like, well, wait a minute. And they definitely have nothing to do with that whole, well, there's a tag team called that name we wanted to use, so we'll just go with FTR for the sake of it. And it definitely doesn't mean F the something. Now that's ridiculous. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I like their attitude. I'm really liking them as, like, uber cocky, we are the best. And we don't even care about this dream feud with the Bucks. And they were like, we want you to apologize to us when we beat them because we've said all along that we're the best. I like that. Um, I don't know. I just, the, the setting looked a bit weird. It looked like something out of the Matrix, that lobby, that pristine white lobby. I was trying to figure out where is that? It, like, it had a Jaguars logo on the wall. So I'm guessing it's like Jaguars HQ or something. Yeah. It was just outside the stadium, the recording, or? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Maybe. And uh, also, Sean Spears got a lecture from Tully, so Tully gave him a black glove. (laughs) (laughs) And nothing more was said other than the fact that, oh, lots of other good famous wrestlers from the 80s have held that black glove. (laughs) And that was it. So this is definitely the thing that will help Sean Spears get the top of the promotion. And he can least with that one black glove get away with murder. Cody then beats Jungle Boy in his TNT Open Challenge that Jungle Boy won by won the Battle Royal last week and acts very intense throughout. Almost heelish, it says here. Ooh, is that what you thought, Jack? You wrote these notes. Yeah, I thought it was... I really loved this apart from one bit, which is when they both fall through the table and then like Leo Rush himself, Cody just <laughs> springs back <laughs> to his feet. Um, but apart from that, I really thought Cody was excellent here. Um he came across like such an asshole. It was brilliant. Like her angle, like that level of intense. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dominate this match. And then he headbutted the wall and bled loads. It was great. Yeah, that was weird for me. It's like, okay, it was gonna be a good match by itself anyway, because I like Jungle Boy, so I'm biased. But then he, he blood and then the table stuff and then being a dick. I'm like, oh, okay, I was expecting this. I was a bit too much, but then I guess it made Jungle Boy look like a big deal by losing. And they've had just a normal match, so I, I know like nothing about gonna, I feel like it's going to go somewhere. Probably the same arena. But Ross knows more about wrestling than both of us. What did you think of this main event? No, I do not, Matthew. Uh, I just thought it put over the importance of the TMT Championship. That's like the blood, the table spot. Cody's like, you know, the the will to try and keep the title. That sounded so cringy, I don't care. Um, but yeah, it's for the first like open challenge match, it's what it needed to be to sort of set the level there. So it, I presume it's going to be the main event most weeks from here on out. I presume as long as Cody's holding it. Uh, so yeah, more of that. More of that, please. I, I'm going to bet right now Cody's going to turn heel or think about it. He did some heelish things. 
I reckon. Am I just being? Am I just reading too much into it? Sean I Spears think... will take him over with a ma- magical black glove. Ha <laughs> 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 Sean... <laughs> Sean Spears will have his black glove in one hand, and then he'll give Cody the other black glove, and they'll be together, team black gloves. Right. Yeah. Can we can we just clarify that this is to make Sean Spears good? He's been given a black glove, and now he's going to be good. <laughs> Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. It's fantastic. For AEW shills, I think that's complete bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Tony, Tony Khan. No, we'll cut that out, Tony. It's no, all right, Tony, it's all right. Tony. I know you oh. watch every single week, and I'm sorry I've got to say this. I'll give you back the fifty dollars. I think that is absolute bollocks. If that's the way we're going, I, I'm buying a Sean Spears T-shirt next week, Tony. It's all right. We'll make it up to you. I'm gonna wear and a black next- glove. <laughs> NXT, yay, the other show. Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae win a and Trump to mixed tag team match because, yes, longism forever. After Johnny Gargano stabs Keith Lee with his car keys because it was impromptu, you see, so it was in street clothes. So in the eyes. That's right. Bloody hell. Yes, it's happened. <laughs> we got that mixed tag team match feud continuing. Yeah, it's all right. I like Agano as a dick. He's going to arrest him for the North American belt as well. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Dexter Loomis got asked about his thoughts on... Oh, Al- fantastic. Right, yeah. This is almost Hall of Fame this week. If it wasn't for oh. uh, on Dream vs. Cole, he did not answer the question. He instead got his little uh, easel out, started drawing, and then went, all right. When the break came back and he finished drawing his answer, which is a little cartoon drawing of him kidnapping the entire Undisputed Era in a car. And then he left God saying anything. Has this ever been done before by anybody? <laughs> what, a serial killer wrestler? Yeah, like with the pictures instead of uh, promos. I think it's a brilliant touch. <laughs> um, well, apart, he did it for a bit. In Impact, that was his... He was, it's funny now, that's what I say for people who won't watch Impact back then, that his gimmick name in NXT is Dexter Loomis because he was just knocking off Dexter, the TV series about the serial killer that was really good until it wasn't. Dexter's Love. Yes, that's exactly right, yeah. He had a sister who wrecked all his matches and all. It was great fun. And <laughs> yeah, that was the vibes he was getting. And I think they teased it one time when somebody just didn't show up. Like the last segment they did before they were sacked by Impact was them talking to him and he was ever spoken to again but then I think they ruined it but but yeah I think wrestling needs more serial killers I agree <laughs> need more serial. I think that's what we're going for there uh, and we had a three way tag team match to remind us that there is a tag team division in NXT and who do we see well, none other than Breezango as astronauts where the party at that's right and they use their space force uh-huh, to put away Birch and Larkin and the Undisputed Era, who were slightly distracted by the fact that Dexter Loomis was there at ringside with a car and a hatchet. And we then got reminded of the rest of the tag team division, which is those three teams, Malcolm Divins' lads, and Tesco Value Ring Camp. So what do you think of this, (laughs) Jack? You just reminded me that... um, Oh, no, can I tell this story? Say it. No, no, no. No, No, say it, then we'll, we'll pretend to cut it out. There was a... No, I, <laughs> it's just not a, it's just not a 
No, I'm not going to do it. I'll tell you off camera. There we go. Oh. Right, we'll stop recording. Do it now. <laughs> no, you've not. You've not stopped. Carry on with the Damn review, it. please. Nearly caught him. <laughs> Ross, what did you think of it? Or do you have any stories that you can't tell us? Uh, I've got no stories. I just Beth Phoenix should commentate uh, Breezango matches alone, I reckon. Fantastic stuff. Oh. That Tom, the Tom Pritchard line yeah, was yeah. almost Hall of Fame worthy. <laughs> Heavenly bodies. It? Heavenly bodies, yes. But the non-ironic heavily. Yeah, great. I also liked uh, Morrow this episode. The favorite Morrow line was, where if I got it right on here. Oh, they're more annoying than autocorrect. <laughs> true. Oh, goodbye. No, okay. Guess you had to be there. Uh, Chelsea Green has fired Robbie E. Because apparently she's getting the next call up to the main roster. Yep. Well, not all at once, lads. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like the main you're story... in the middle of a sentence. No, it oh, sounds like you're in the middle of a sentence. Oh, it's did all right. it? Oh, my, my apologies then. No, it's all right. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Sorry. And then the main thing of this episode that people will be talking about, the main event, El Hio del Fantasma beat Drake Maverick to win the NXT Cruiserweight title that was vacated by Jordan Devlin. And <laughs> was it though? I don't... <laughs> but they took it off him. Um, well, but they're both still... Sorry, I'll say it at the end, sorry. Oh, okay. And Drake was sad. So then Triple H showed up and gave him a new contract that he didn't read, which is probably <laughs> in the first place. Not a good idea there. It's not a good idea at all. Lads it? and lasses at home watching that. No, no, no. Re- read it first, you know. And yes, uh, hmm. Do we try to turn a real life negative moment into something for TV and pretend it's an emotional, like, Hallmark card moment? I mean, good for Drake for getting re signed. Yay. But this is about as genuine as Zach Gowan's left leg. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I just went fake. Hey, oh, dear. Sorry, Zach Gowan. I mean, uh, any thoughts there, Jack? Um, I thought. I mean, yeah, I agree with you that it's it's um, it's really well done by Drake Maverick, and he's definitely when they, when all those releases were announced. Even though he wasn't the highest profile name released, he was the one that everyone was like, "You can't you can't make money off Drake Maverick. You're not doing something right." So I'm glad that he's staying. He's really charismatic, really good, but um, 
I don't know. It's just a bit. I think you're right. There was a certain lack of genuineness about it, just because we all know the story behind it now. But no, no criticism of Maverick at all. He was fantastic all the way through this storyline. So yeah, Ross. I uh, I genuinely think when Drake put that video on Twitter when he was released, I think that was genuine. I think he was a man who had just been released and obviously turned into a storyline. But as you, the more and more you realised it was a storyline, the more and more you thought the people who actually have been released, it just leaves a bit of a, a sour taste in your mouth, doesn't it? You're happy on one hand, sad on the other. It's a weird thing oh. to do in, this, in these times, isn't it? They're all getting signed by an impact anyway. Drake was yeah. in that promo package, wasn't he? Oh, was he? Oh, balls. Do you reckon they saw that? They saw that and then went, whoop, there you go. <laughs> no, I think that there's a Bulgarian flag in it. That's the bit that got me. Have you seen this, Matthew? No. So on this week's Impact, they ran a promo for Slammiversary and um, it featured like a shadowy figure on a sofa watching a news story about all the releases from WWE and it flashed up loads of them um, and also a Bulgarian flag because Impact have never had Rusev, so they can't use footage of, of Rusev. Um, but it's just a bit intriguing, so someone might be showing up at Slammiversary, basically. But Maverick was one of the people shown, so what that oh, means, I, I've got no idea. I think uh, someone in subject my, to change. I think someone in my building's just pulled up in a Tesco delivery. Someone might have got a Tesco delivery, and if that if that sets off my buzzer, going to be absolutely devastated. Oh, shall we, shall we just wait? No, no, carry on. It's all right. No, this is more interesting watching. Uh, watching <laughs> should, I turn, should I spin the camera around and get a shot of it? Yeah, get yes. some of the boys. Yeah, no, no, no. Knock on the window and wave. Go on. <laughs> we'll, we'll yell loud enough so I get the headphones in. Yeah, never mind. Maybe it's next door. Anyway. <laughs> Ask him what he thinks about the Drake Maverick situation. <laughs> oh, it is and... Drake Maverick now. <laughs> Uh, that was all the wrestling, literally, in the world, I guess. Unless there's any other thoughts on anything else. Yeah, I was just, just the thing that I was going to say before is that Devlin is still listed as a champion. Him and Phantasma are both listed as champions. Are they? Phantasma yeah. is just the in- interim, isn't he? But they didn't announce it like that on the show, which makes yeah. me worry for Jordan Devlin a little bit. He hasn't been Sami Zayn, has he? But on the Wikipedia of the belt, you know how on like list of whatever champions and the, the current champion has a little plus next to their number of days. Devlin and Phantasma have both got the little plus. Ooh. I love it when Wikipedia like like people say who can argue the hardest and that becomes fact. <laughs> no, even though they did promos with Devlin saying he was annoyed that the title had been taken off him, Wikipedia says different. It's the interim, <laughs> I reckon. I don't know. I mean, that's a perfect photo when he comes back. It's just Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon from WrestleMania 10 all over again. Mm-hmm. But that'll be in the year 25-25 by current events. Oh, so. God. Hell yeah. of a long title reign by Jordan Devlin. On <laughs> 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 that happy note, let's end this week in wrestling and go to the next bit. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> and now time to have a little rummage through the mailbag. Number one. Hello guys, I'm sorry for using you for messengers, but I think this is the only way to reach Everin. The Turkish. Oh, I see. Oh, Everin for now. Oh, tweeted all... Right, this is the thing from... Okay, I'm with you now. I tweeted all three of you, but I think it got lost in 
you're probably busy notifications. I was listening to last week's podcast and I'm shocked when I heard my name two weeks in a row. Yes, I'm that Delan from Turkey. Yay. Even though my name is a woman's name in my country, I'm actually a male. Oh. I would like to meet him and talk about wrestling and other things, but I don't don't prefer that to become a date. <laughs> he can reach me from Twitter with a DM or a tweet. And wait, wait, you can share my handle. Okay, great. Or a tweet at... I'm going to spell it. Uh, D-O-C-Y-E-R-I. Doc Yeri. Now... Sorry. Uh, wait a minute. And that is, a, that is it. Yes. So we are matchmaking. We're Call bringing the people about, together. Right. Wrestling. Local bollocks. I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to sound sceptical, but now that he's learned that he's not a woman... I don't think that bloke's going to get in touch. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's I not a know. date. It's, it's just me and Obi friend. And there's nothing wrong about meeting your fellow man to talk about, talk about Landstorm's opinions on comedy. But I reckon that the one who said, the one who thought that he was a girl, I reckon now they've learned that he's not a girl, they're not going to get in touch. That's that's just my opinion. I reckon they're going to meet up and just go, look, meet me at this cafe at 3 p.m. and I'll recognise you because you'll stand outside the exit and go, diddler, as loud as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing bad will happen. No one look at you weird. Well, I can't wait for the next exciting episode of The Mailbag, featuring our friends <laughs> from Turkey. It's the biggest storyline on the podcast. It yeah. is. This is the minute. Making magic here. <laughs> Emma Dale can suck it. Hello, Bubba Ray, Devon, and Spike Diddley. Oh. Uh, okay, that's good. We haven't had that before, yeah. I don't think. That's good. don't know which one's which. Since you enjoyed last week's casualty storyline, Jesus, <laughs> I right. thought I would keep you. Oh no! All right, all right yes. Fine. Compose. Let me get my cuss off. Compose. I thought I would keep you updated on what happened this week. Unfortunately, there was no continuation of the deaf monk who got elbow dropped by the lightning rig. Uh, However, there was an active shooter hostage scenario. Oh, this is funny already. A man wanted to see his son, so shot his social worker threw his son out the window to get impaled by a pipe and then ran away to meet him at the hospital. Uh-huh. The shooter stormed the emergency department and took doctors as hostages. He shot a doctor called Dylan, but to our family, we call him Dog Boatman for obvious reasons. It Ooh. ended with the shooter turning face and letting everyone go, but then got shot because he couldn't let go of the gun in time. <laughs> Anyway, what wrestling moment made you happiest in the last three years? Thanks, <laughs> Casualty Man Harry. Can, well, we, can we have? Can we have? And they say sequels are never as good as the originals, eh? Wow, laugh a minute that one, pal. Cheers. I'd, I'd, I'd quite like a weekly update on what's going on in this week's Casualty. Yeah, but next time I won't get ready for anticipation for great amounts of comedy when it's and then the guy shot a bunch of people. It's like, oh, what's Jesus. what's the dog Bowman bit about? I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to get that bit or what. That's not obvious reasons at all. Dog, but it's obvious reasons to him and his his mates that watch the podcast. Fair dog enough. Boatman. If you know the answer to Dog Boatman, please don't hesitate to send us in. Anyway, what wrestling moment made you the happiest in the last three years? Three years. That's a good question. Okay. Um. Genuinely, oh, <laughs> can I can I go first? Oh, please take as long as you want. I've got. I don't know. I don't know what would be the happiest moment for me in terms of like just watching shows. But obviously, going live is a different experience. So 
I had a great time at that progress show with you and a few of our mates. That was a fun oh, one. Yeah, when yeah. I was I was pretty drunk, so that was good. And there was a brilliant match between Devlin and um, Dragunov. And um, great time at that random bootleg one I found in Vegas, that weird wrestling show that I've told you about that I went to. Um, oh, yeah. Where the D's Nuts guy opened the show yeah. with Janela. That was weird as hell. Well, like the worst wrestling show I've ever been to, but it was amazing. Um, in terms of storylines... Probably um, probably the build-up to the feud between Cody and Jericho, that was really good. With the inner circle doing the spoof Cody th- things and the promos were really good. So that's my answer. Yeah, that, that's a good one. I'll say any time I've been to a wrestling show live, because even if it sucks, who cares? You always find new friends. Or make, what? You always make new friends or find old ones. There we go, beautiful language. Uh, but I'll go with being in the crowd for the Hardy Boys returning at WrestleMania 33, which is 2017, so I'll say that was three years ago. Yeah. From Ross. Uh, mine's just watching Charlotte Flair hoof Ronda Rousey in the face. I've never laughed so <laughs> while watching oh, wrestling. I just, yes. I just laughed very hard at that visual. <laughs> I still laugh now. Fantastic moment. Out <laughs> the window like a kick. That she entire dollops. segment actually was fantastic. <laughs> and, it, and it gave us, you know, she gallops over as well. Like, like, hands are tied behind the back, aren't they? And she yeah. goes, boom, for the knee. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Best thing Charlotte's done in Sint. Anyway. Uh, hello, Cultaholic lads. Hope you guys are well. Oh, that's nice. A lot of people like to claim that WWE and all wrestling in general is predictable. However, there are many occasions whereby WWE likes to go against the grain and think outside the box. A recent example is Otis winning Money in the Bank. So my question is, what is the most outlandish wrestling prediction slash theory made by you that came true? My personal one was predicting that Zack Ryder would win the IC title at WrestleMania 32, but lose it the next night on Raw. Well, if he did that, that's very impressive. I mean, the first bit's impressive, the second bit, everyone got. But regards, uh, Hamza from Croydon. Thank you, Hamza. Uh, hmm. That's a good one, I think. When I said I knew that Edge was coming back because... Right, Royal Rumble was this year, like it is every year, Matthew, bear with me. But the weekend of that show was NXT when worlds collide. And my theory was, well, Powerman 5000 sings a song when worlds collide, as made famous by Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. The brother of Rob Zombie is in Palman 5000. Oh, my God. Rob Zombie <laughs> sung Never Gonna Stop, Red Red Crew remix for Edge. Therefore, Edge is coming back. Uh, that would have been better and a much cooler theory made me look much smarter if Edge had already posted a load of photos anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. But also, I'm claiming that as a victory. What about yourself, Ross? Any crazy theories that actually came true? I've had a few over the past, well, since Cultaholics started, but the most outlandish one's got to be Shane McMahon, best in the world. I think someone tweeted me saying it was nine months before it happened. I'd started calling him. He's the best professional wrestler in the world. And then it went and happened. He won a trophy with his name on and everything. Astonishing. That was really good, yeah. You're to blame. No, (laughs) just a mere coincidence, but I'm going to claim it was, yeah. It was all my idea. I've been working for the creative team for the past five years, mate. That explains all the positive things you say about Ron's. Oh, wait, never mind. Uh, Jack? Mine was um, 
after Survivor Series last year when uh, Rollins was just about to turn heel, but he hadn't yet, and everyone was really not liking him. Um, and I did a tweet saying, like, can't wait until next night on Raw when Rollins leads a town hall meeting to find out why Team Raw didn't burn it down at Survivor Series last night. And then he did he did exactly that. I felt like a genius. It was crazy. Yeah. I do remember that, actually. Yes, well done. Mm. But my next follow-up tweet wasn't accurate because in my next one I said, um, you'll say something like, so, Viking Raiders, are you ready to burn it down with me tonight against Eric Young and the Ascension? And that didn't happen. Unfortunately, no. The Viking Raiders went fire, fire, bad, and they ran out. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, next question: Topecon, hello, diddlers. I am rewatching some old WWE slash WF pay per view from over the years during this lockdown, and I've just finished King of the Ring '98, where I had forgotten about the <laughs> oh yeah, I remember the Al Snow and Head tag team match with too much. Where the finish, I couldn't help but laugh at, where Brian Christopher pinned Head after attaching a bottle of head and shoulders to head. <laughs> that got me wondering, what is your favourite odd finish slash screwy finish to match in your eyes? All the best, Gavin. P.S. Keep doing great the work you boys are doing. Thank you, Gavin. Cheers. Yes, that was a legendary finish. For those who watch it, yes, it literally was Al Snow's head. That was a tag partner. But he couldn't get pinned because he didn't have his shoulders, so he put... Anyway. He had to be there. Uh, hmm... I've got one. I've had this gift saved my phone whenever I tweet out and there's like nothing happening. Uh, it always gets a lot of love. I think it's the best thing these guys did when they were there. Uh, Gallows and Anderson were teaming up with uh, Enzo and Cass. And can tell it's been a long time because I, I was almost like, what was that tag team name that was really popular? Oh yeah, Enzo and Cass. <laughs> and I forget who were the wrestling, but it doesn't matter. And Gallows and Anderson did some big move on the guy. And they're like, oh, you, you want you want the pin? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, do, do, the fans, do you want Enzo to get the pin? Yeah, we love Enzo. Woo, yeah, it's 2017. Yeah. And all right, cool. Enzo, get the pin. Tag him in. Yeah, yeah, go the. No, no, he didn't tag him in. But he goes, yeah, yeah, go to the top. Go to the top. Do you move? Yeah, yeah. Enzo goes to the top rope, does high flying maneuvers that he's famous for. And then Gallows just pins the guy. Well, <laughs> well Enzo's on the top rope going, wait, what? And he's like, one, two, three. And he just zooms in on uh, Enzo's like, uh, <laughs> what do I need? So that's my favorite finish of recent years anything to add Ross the one that's come to my mind is a recent one but the Firefly Funhouse <laughs> the way it was edited with Cena's promo when he was actually speaking about himself and then him vanishing never to be seen again so as long as Cena stays away that is my answer <laughs> Jack um, mine is I can't remember who it was against but I think Jeff Jarrett had a match once in TNA where he wasn't allowed to use his guitar. So he used he used a cello instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. And it yeah. was huge. It was yeah, huge yeah. this thing. But I think I think it broke as he swung it. <laughs> it's custom designed fake cello in a yeah. balsa wood. <laughs> barely up in the ring, half breaks like eh. one, two, three. Ah, oh, such a good one. Ah, that was a fun mailbag. Thank you very much for sending any questions. If you have any questions or looking at this Reese's Pieces, which apparently isn't happening this week, according to my notes. Oh, don't worry. I've got a, I've got an alternative. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's that's fine. I'm skipping ahead. If you have any questions or uh, 
ways of meeting friends, apparently, according to this one, especially if you're in Turkey, please, please, please send them to mailbagacultaholic.com. And this is usually the bit we do Reese's Pieces, but Jack is going to surprise uh, not just the audience, but me and Ross, who's got a new game for us. So, Jack, what have you got? Don't worry. Uh, this comes courtesy of Metro.co.uk, who recently published, courtesy of Caroline Westbrook, um, 20 questions on 90s TV for your next pub quiz. Oh, great. Woo! Go on. So, go on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you one question each. We're going to go back and forwards and then just, you know... That's that's the way it goes. Um, who wants to go first? How do we decide this? Matthew can go first. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Question one: In which year did Friends first start? Oh, I know that one. Ninety-six. Ninety-four. Nil nil. Was it? Mm. Yeah. Didn't never Ross. Friends. What was the name of the teenage murder victim who Twin Peaks was centered around? Oh. Daniel Davis, I've got no idea. Never seen it. No. Laura Matthew, Palmer. yeah, but you don't get a point for it, unfortunately. I know, I know. It, yeah. Um, Matthew, what was the title of Ant and Dex's parody version of Friends on SMTV Live? Chums. <laughs> yes, 1-0. Ross, which actress starred as Bubble in Ab Fab? Uh, Patsy Kensit. No, it was uh, Jane Horrocks. No. Bollocks. Matthew, who were the characters played by David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson in The X-Files? Mulder and Scully. Yeah, a bit of an easy one there, oh, yeah. Jesus. Is that 2-0? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Ross, which animated TV series is famous for its opening credits couch gag? The Simpsons. It is The Simpsons, 2-1. Matthew, <laughs> on which satirical TV show did Alan Partridge make his first appearance? The Day to Day. Yes. 3-1, I think, to Matthew. The football commentator. Ross, what was the name of the high school where Saved by the Bell was set? I've got no bloody idea. Oh. Never seen it. I wake up in the morning and I don't it know. Was, uh, it was Bayside High. It's all right. I think it's still 3-1 to Matthew. Uh, Matthew's got a chance to open up a bit of a lead here. Yeah, where, maybe. according to the theme song, was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air born and raised? That's a bit of an easy one as well. West Philadelphia. Yeah, Exactly what it said here, West Philadelphia. Born Not even raised. just Philadelphia, yeah. No, West Philadelphia. Uh, Ross, raised. which show first aired in 1999 was set in the fictional village of Royston Vasey? I've got no idea. No. Was I around in the 90s? <laughs> it, Matthew, do you want to say it? League of Gentlemen. You know. League of Gentlemen, yeah. That's what um, I didn't see too much of. No. Wow. Matthew, I feel like the questions are the wrong way around here for the people that I'm asking it to. Matthew, uh, which TV comedy sketch show was famous for the catchphrase suit you, sir, and scorch you? Fast show. Yeah, fast show. I've seen that one. <laughs> mm. Ross, which actor who died in 2019 links Beverly Hills 90210 and Riverdale? It's, I'll give you a clue. I'll give you a clue. I'll give you a clue. It can be linked to wrestling. It can be linked to wrestling. Yeah. Which Is actor it... who died... Go on. Jungle, Jungle Boy's father. It's Luke Perry. Luke Perry. There you go. Matthew, Father... Another easy one. Father Ted famously featured an episode in which Father Ted and Dougal attempted to end a Eurovision. What was the name of their song? Come on. 
lovely, lovely horse. My no, lovely my horse. lovely horse. Oh, for... F- well, you're really? going to anyway. give us that? Well, you can, oh, okay. You, can, you, can, you, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give the horse a point. Oh, no. Oh, put me. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Ross. Sorry, I get compared <laughs> to big horses. I'm sorry. Apparently so. I'm very shocked. <laughs> Ross. Bite your, le- bite your legs off. Which TV drama starred Robbie Coltrane as criminal psychologist Edward Fitz Fitzgerald? Taggart. Cracker. Bastard. No, Matthew, <laughs> who was the original host of Have I Got News For You? Angus Deaton. Yes. We've got five left. Show was never the same without him. Matthew, uh, Ross, sorry. Which TV series starring Sarah Michelle Gellar was a small screen spin-off of a 1992 movie? Buffy, the vampire slayer. Correct. Yes, it no, was. No, it was my Buffy, the vampire slayer. <laughs> Matthew, who fronted the original version of The Crystal Maze in the 90s? Richard O'Brien. Yes. Ross, which comedy actress gave the world The Royal Family and The Mrs. Merton Show in the 90s? Carolina Hearn. Yes. Uh, Matthew, who played the title character in 90s teen sitcom Clarissa Explains It All? Oh, no. She follows me on Twitter. Don't forget. <laughs> Don't forget her name, Matthew. Don't forget her name. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Melissa Joan Hart. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Didn't she come on? Why does she follow you? She's a big wrestler. You mean why? I thought I thought she, she likes was Mongo. Than, <laughs> I thought she was less than complimentary about wrestling. I thought she loves wrestling. Ah, oh, my mistake. Maybe you've got confused because, like all wrestling fans, she hates wrestling. That's how you know she's a proper wrestling fan. Oh, right? yeah. I see what you've done there. Yes. What is uh, what, her the, podcast? The final. The rest, Carissa the, books all. The final. The final question for uh, for Ross here is uh, Cobra, Wolf, Jet and Panther were participants in which Saturday night ITV show? Gladiators. Yes, that's the end of the quiz. What a fun time that was. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Awesome. Brought back a lot of memes, a lot of happy uh, memories. I felt it was Good. the highlight of that was just like, so Ross, you love Twin Peaks. So it was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere... Oh. Somewhere Sam's eyes just went like, what the hell is what? Someone mentioned it. <laughs> I think he's got Laura Palmer tattooed on his arm. It's, he's, I don't know if sure he's got that, but he has got the log. He's got a woman in a net. Log lady. Oh. That makes sense to wo- people. He's got a woman in a net. Is that not Laura Palmer? In a net. No, she's wrapped in plastic. That might be it. He's got a Twin Peaks theme. Sorry, was it Twin Peaks in the hell? Have you seen it, Jack? No, I've never seen it. My parents like season it. one. It's such an odd show. Rather like this podcast, which has descended into <laughs> that's right, total bollocks. Uh, thank you very much, Metro. <laughs> I was going to say that that was outstanding, though, Jack. If you want to read out a quiz every week or whatever, I'll do one, I'll do one for you and, uh, and Ross next time. We'll figure that out after the show. But yes, Metro, keep on posting quizzes and absolutely nothing else worth reading. Much appreciated. <laughs> and that's that segment. It's Cultaholics. The question. Wow, what a great podcast. And to top it all off after that amazing <laughs> enthusiasm there. After that amazing trip down 90s lane, or what's currently happening, we'll move away from our nostalgia and go to the big question. Oh, NXT TakeOver, In Your House, the famous mid-90s uh, pay-per-view brand name, is happening this is a Saturday. I believe Sunday. so. Sunday. Oh, that's weird. Next year on a Sunday. It's on Sunday, yeah. God, 
Oh, no. <laughs> and the big question is, what has been the best in-your-house match? Because it takes all the previous ones that happened in the 90s. But before going that, let's have a quick recap, just to fill the time, of what's going to be happening on this Sunday. Tommaso Ciampa versus Karrion Cross. Charlotte Flair, yes, she's booked, versus Rhea Ripley versus Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship. Finn Balair versus Damian Priest in a singles match. I don't know why I thought there was a gimmick there. Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream. Last chance backlot brawl. If Dream loses, he can no longer challenge for the NXT Championship while Cole is still champion. Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano. Singles match for NXT North American Championship and car keys are banned. And then Mia Yim, Shoti Blackheart. Oh, good, she's not hurt then. And Tegan Knox versus Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez in a six-woman tag team match. Mm. I forgot about that. Coffin oh, drop. Man, that was horrible. <sighs> but she was on Instagram so, saying, oh, I'll do it again. <laughs> oh, All right. Made a stern stuff these wrestlers like. And so before going to any house in general, what do you think would be the best match of that? Um, Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano for me. I think, I think that obviously it's like small baby face. I mean, big baby face, small heels. So it's the opposite of what it normally would be. But they're both really good. And Keith Lee's really charismatic and likable. Ross? Uh, that would have been my answer. But next, I'll go with Karrion Cross and Tommaso Ciampa because I'm just intrigued at the clash of styles. Oh. Oh. Matthew? <laughs> Oh, God. Not that kind of intrigued. Um, <laughs> it's just going to be interesting to see how they work, they work the mesh together in the match. Matthew? Hmm. My bar bar. I'll let these, to be honest with you. Uh, Champa Cross. I like Karen Cross. I'll be bad as Champa. Poor Champa. That's all the interest I have of that. But moving on from crappy things happening in the modern world. In the 90s nostalgia, in your house. I'm from 94. To 99. Yes, that's right. Backlash was the last one. Lots of happy memories there. Lots of crap ones as well. But Jack, what's the first happy memory or best match you think of in the In Your House brand? The first one I think of is um, the first Hell in a Cell, Taker and Sean at. Is it Bad Blood in Your House or is it In Your House Bad Blood? Bad Blood in Your uh, House. It's tomato, tomato. Yeah. Because obviously. I've watched it back since, and it wasn't as good as I remember it being when you first hear about it, but you can't argue with it because of the debut of Kane. It's like one of the best debuts of all time, maybe the best debut of all time, Um, and Sean (laughs) just bumps all over the place, but not in an ironic way this time. In this match, he's actually actually serious about it. So yeah, it's it's a good one. That's That's the first one I think of when I think of great in your house matches. What about you, Ross? Mind Games is the first one that comes to mind, Mankind and Sean. But then I watched the other day, for the first time ever, Hakushi versus Bret Hart, which I think oh. opened opened the first ever in your house, I think, back in 95. That is a match that is a long way ahead of its time. Fantastic. Why Hakushi was not more? Because obviously when you look back at the pantheon of wrestling, Hakushi's name's never really mentioned, is it? But he was bloody fantastic. I completely agree with everything you just said there, yes. It's, uh, and it was also part of the Lola feud that just never ended with Brett. One of the bloody years <laughs> where Lola said, like, oh, Brett Hart's been saying all these horrible things about the Japanese people. He's, he's, he's <laughs> nothing but horrible, offensive, outdated Japanese uh, references and stereotypes about the Japanese people. Jerry Lola said this. Um, and so Hakushi just had to defend his honour and beat the hell out of him. And then we got Jerry Lola versus uh, Brett Hart later on. 
I think. I've got that right. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm messing up stuff, so I'll carry on. I'm going to go with, has to be Brett. And 95 was a weird year for a number of reasons. Uh, a lot of bad characters, but with good intentions. As opposed to 96, which were bad characters with bad intentions. But 95, they had a, a guy who was, I don't know what part of his career was. Uh, his name was Jean-Pierre Lafitte. And he was this badass pirate who showed up <laughs> saying, I'm part of this badass pirate family and I'm going to show how much of a pirate I am. He goes, oh, what are you going to do? He goes, I'm going to take Bret Hart's jacket. <laughs> his jacket? He goes, yeah, because he's Canadian. It's really snowy up there. So he'll probably get a cold and he'll be like, I'm cold. I wish I had my one jacket I could afford on this WF95 budget for all allocated. So Bret Hart was dead serious about getting his jacket back because he loved that jacket. He loved it when it was just a baby jacket. And they had this match at In Your House 3 that had no reason to be as good as it was, but it was so good. Bret Hart was diving out the ring like, it's like the bell rang, he's like, doing a tope con hello, because he really wanted that jacket back. And Jean-Pierre Lafitte's doing uh, Le Cannonball off the top rope. That's what they said in 95. And yeah, it was an awesome match, showing that Bret Hart would do his best. Doesn't matter if it was a good wrestler, a bad wrestler, or one-eyed pirate who stole jackets. He put on his absolute <laughs> best, and that's why he's the greatest of all time. And yeah, and that man would grow up to be Jean-Pierre Lafitte, PCO. Who was yeah. Ring of Honor champion uh, only a few months ago, in the current time? So, in your amazing. house, in your house also gave us what many people think is the best WWE pay per view ever: Canadian Stampede. Yes, but I've not watched it in full before. I don't think so. I probably should. Yeah, there's only four matches. I think I've seen the but main event. They're all awesome. It's Sasuke yeah. versus Takamichinoku. Was one of them. I've seen those two. I've seen Sasuke Taka yeah. and. The main event, obviously. Vader Undertaker, I think. And Mankind Triple H. Mm. And they keep on brawling. They keep on coming back. Like Orange Cassidy does nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth watching just for Bruce Hart. Going to business oh. for himself. Like oh, every single row, time. Oh. Every single time the camera was on him. He's <laughs> like, oh, time for Brucey to get booked for WrestleMania main event. You know, and just do something. I oh. saw OSW have just done... Um, which show did they just do? I Some think it was... 94. Yeah, and the cage match, and Bruce Hart in the crowd, and who's interviewing them? Uh, Vince McMahon. Someone calls him the wrong. Is it Vince calls him the wrong name? Uh, oh, I wish I could remember. But yeah, Bruce yeah, Hart they, spends they the know. whole. They know they interview the guys in front of him and behind him. And they go like, all right, Bruce, we've got like three seconds left. Say anything. <laughs> Let me tell. Oh, cut the cage. You know, it's awesome. I encourage you to watch OSW. You know how when someone like Kevin Keegan's on the touchline and they're like, oh, he's heading every ball. That's how Bruce Hart watched that wrestling match. <laughs> he's wrestling it himself <laughs> from his seat. <laughs> uh, also, I want to mention In Your House 5, Bret Hart versus Bulldog, who had just gone through the, that haircut that would last the rest of his career. And uh, the match where Bret was like, nah, it's Philly. Not supposed to bleed. Oh, Bret Hart, bleed. <laughs> Blood everywhere. It's a very underrated match. Doesn't get talked about enough because everyone thinks Bret Hart versus Bulldog. They think SummerSlam 92 for obvious reasons, but In Your House 5 deserves to be watched because not only does it have Bret versus Bulldog in the bloody match, it also has Triple H versus Henry O. Godwin in the Hogpen match. Oh, I cringe watching that, me. <clears throat> not because of the obvious reasons, because he gets cut open, doesn't he? And he's rolling around in poo. Yeah, and now with HD, you can still see the scars he has because of the Arkansas Hog Pen match. If Henry Hogan were in '95, he's still scarred from that match. 
Arkansas. Ar- Arkansas. <laughs> Arkansas. Crap. Oh, I thought you were doing. A f- I thought it was a Joe. I thought it was a little uh, charming little Joe. Of course, it's an S at the end. Sounds like a W. The English <laughs> language. Take a shot, Matthew. Mispronounce. <laughs> any other favourites you want to bring up, Jack? Um, no, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Really, I just. In Your House to me was always like, I always get shocked when I realised that it ended in 1999 because I started watching Rested in 2000, so there was no more In Your Houses. So to me, it felt like a lifetime ago. Like, oh, In Your House, oh, that was old school. But it was only, it's weird to think it was, it only stopped a year before I started watching. But yeah, I think. Is it generally regarded as a good thing, In Your House? The idea helped WWF because at the time, <clears throat> 95 was not a good year. The 94, 95, a very bad period financially for that company. So they introduced this because they needed to get as much money out of the diehard fans as possible. Yeah. So they would go up and down and fluctuate, but I think it should be considered that, and don't quote me on this, but it's one read, that helped them a lot during that period, get the time right. where they actually became good and everything. And they also didn't go fully into proper pay-per-views every month. WCW started doing that, and then WF had to go, oh, well, if they're doing it, we kind of have to. Yeah, fair enough. So, huh. so yeah, some good, some bad. Like I said, sometimes you get a pirate, or, and sometimes you get, you know, Buddy Landell appearing in 95 for some reason. Um, so, yeah, hell of a period, though. And that's all I've got time for. I'm talking too much. Sorry, the tea's finally kicking in. Uh Thank you very much for listening. Again, hope we've helped you through a lovely time in human history. Jack, have you got anything to plug? Um, yeah, we'll be doing some um, predictions, a few of us, for uh, NXT this weekend. Um, I think Pachiti will be doing his live stream of it as well. And Wrestlers of the Week is already out on the channel as this video is out. So if you've missed that, have a little look and watch it. Ross? I've got a tier list ranking with Mr. NXT himself, Tom Campbell, okay. where we rank the NXT champions of all time. The the world champions, you mean? Or? The world champions, yeah. The men's oh, world okay. champions. Ooh. Sweet. Good times. Uh, I'm going to plug OSW Reviews. Video of SummerSlam 94, if you haven't seen it already. I did a nice video with Gregory Iron. He's a nice chap. He said nice things about me. Um, and I was on Wrestleheads, I think that's what it's called. Great if I knew the name of it, uh, with the North Wrestling Lads. I'm not sure when that's out, but it's us versus the wrestlers at Wrestling Trivia. Just saying it goes very well. Are you allowed to say which wrestlers you were against? Yeah, they probably won't like it, though. Uh, HG Drake. Uh, what's his name? No Fun Done. I almost forgot his, his name. His real name was on the thing, so I want to say that. Yeah, No Fun Done. And Benji. So Benji. Lads. Sneaky Benji. Sorry, he knows a lot about wrestling. Does he? So he said. <laughs> uh, but on that happy note, we hope you're all well. Hope you're still watching wrestling and being miserable like the rest of us. But remember, wherever you are, right to end the videos by putting our hands towards the camera. I don't know if anyone actually watches these videos does this, but we do it because we think you do. Anyway, put your fists towards the camera. And as always, one, two, three, join us. Oh, blah, 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 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 